0: Hi, Tribe! Welcome to the Entourage Effect, the world's most 2019 podcast in cannabis. We're your hosts, I'm Tony Terpene.
1: And I'm Green Wizard.
0: And today, we are here to talk about cannabis portrayal in modern media.
1: And to do that, we are also accompanying our chat with some chocolate OG by Verano. So thank you, Verano. This I'm is, enjoying this a lot.
0: This is the first time I'm about to try this flower right now live. Hopefully it doesn't make She's me hopefully it doesn't make me stupid high. Mm-hmm. Luckily, that doesn't matter too much because today's episode is a basically I'm interviewing Monica today about <laughs> because Monica I think is a when it comes to media. And cannabis, Monica is an... I think she's an expert. She's been doing... She's been doing... Now, stop being modest
1: because
0: (laughs) Monica has been with a cannabis social media... Well, no, a social media agency, and they've been working together for two years. So Monica's been learning about how the cannabis industry works. And so today, I really wanted to pick her brain. So hopefully this chocolate OG, which is a sativa, which is weird. You never hear of OG sativas. Right. So... Just...
1: Goes to show how, um, how, uh, misconstrued the OG term is, but more on that in another podcast.
0: Yes, so, today, but, because today we're talking about media. The media.
1: And And cannabis's portrayal in modern media, and kind of boiling down to, uh, kind of coming to a conclusion of whether or not we're ready for cannabis to be portrayed at all in modern media.
0: So, what do you think? Are we ready to portray? Are we mature enough to portray (laughs) cannabis?
1: I don't think we're ready. And by we, I mean the general population of the world, of the United States, of kind of just in general, everyone. Why do you think we're taking into account? I just don't think we're ready as a whole, as much as I would love to see cannabis um, in modern media more. We're still at a point where people are still scared of it. It's not fully legal everywhere. It's still not even federally legal in America. So, people are still very stigmatized and a lot of these shows of um or displays of cannabis on media, on modern media, social media, on TV shows, things like that, etc., in music, uh it's still very stigmatized and it's not helping our movement. If it were helping our movement, if it was destigmatizing, if it was Actually doing a good job of normalizing cannabis in modern times, I would be all for it. But unfortunately, I feel like so far, it's done the opposite. It's furthered stigmas that we're trying to, you know, remove. It's created more confusion, more misinformation. Like, for example, um, you know that show Disjointed on Netflix? Yes. So for those of you who um, are not aware, there's a show on Netflix called Disjointed, about a dispensary in California. Now, it was super misleading because the dispensary's layout created an ability for bud tenders to consume with patients and customers. And that's very hurtful because then people think, like, oh, yeah, so it's legal to, like, spark up in a dispensary. Like, I've had people, like, hit their weed pens <coughs> in the dispensary. And then we kind of, like, start, like, freaking, know, out. freaking out. Um <coughs> But yeah, so it just creates so much misinformation. And then people who've never been into dispensaries, they think that's what it's going to be like. And we don't have that type of control. Like, it just, it's it sucks.
0: Why, why is it that <clears throat> there is such a big boom all of a sudden in cannabis media content? Does it have to do with all these states legalizing?
1: Absolutely. I mean, uh, cannabis cbd everything it's america's news sweetheart there's people who think there's so much more money in cannabis than there really is and there is still already quite a bit of money in cannabis so everyone wants their share of that money thinks they're entitled to it so of course media companies are going to try to jump on board with that so i understand why they want to bring these shows out but it's it's scary
0: I wonder what the rush is to bring the shows out so fast.
1: It's that money, and it's coming from people who don't know cannabis. I mean, you have people, like, for example, you can tell uh, on Cooking on High, another Netflix show, it's a really cool concept, but just so... Poorly pieced together. For starters, um, you have Josh Leiba as the host. Now, he's known for being a very cookie-cutter, clean actor, performer, kind of Disney Channel-esque, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and now he's trying to fit in as if he thinks weed is cool, consumes it, knows about it. Um, Tries to insert himself in conversations, making himself look really foolish because you can tell he just knows nothing about what they're talking about. I wonder if he smoked a joint in his life, to be quite (laughs) honest. And if he has, he really doesn't act like it. Um, And it's just insulting for all the experts in the industry. You bring someone in who knows nothing about it, isn't prepared for it. Another issue with that show in particular, I'm sorry, I'm totally just tearing this apart, but... um, (laughs)
0: No, no, you're critiquing it. The
1: concept of the show is that you have these, like, celebrity judges judging celebrity cannabis chefs cooking.
0: Well, the problem with that is they're starving artists.
1: (laughs) Yeah, first of all, it's not not celebrities, celebrities. it's, yeah, it's, like, artists struggling to make it right now.
0: Comedians who are... So,
1: they're getting a meal made for them. Amazing. They're not gonna judge that badly. On top of that, it's weed-infused. Amazing even more. Um, and then the second issue is that they eat the meals at the same time and then wait a few minutes, sure. But how can you tell which dish was more Medicaid? What dish had what effects? You can't tell it was meshed together. You can just tell that it was not thought out. The people creating the show and the people in the show know nothing about cannabis, with the exception of a few. Like, for example, um, one thing I commend the show for is bringing in some actual of chefs, like Chef D, who is actually a, I think a Vegas local,
0: didn't she? Wasn't she the one who actually did the milligrams in one dish? Someone did a yeah, dish where they I milligrammed so. it out, and I thought that they should have won.
1: But she's a very accomplished canna chef. She's published. She um, really, really set a precedent in Nevada as they were legalizing in terms of edibles and everything. I forget at the moment what exactly, but look her up. Listen to her story. It's an amazing one. Um, so they did do a good job finding some people. I just wish they had more people like her who are actually in the industry working behind the scenes to help make this show really what it could have been because it was a great concept in itself.
0: It sounds to me like like, integ- lack of integrity. In, in the pursuit of profit and trying to get a show out as fast as they did, as soon as they did, as quickly as they did, and as rushed as they did, it feels like that they sacrifice integrity for profit.
1: Absolutely. And the thing with that is that it seems as if the media doesn't even believe that the general population is ready for cannabis content widespread. Like, they look like they're trying to convince themselves of it, and they're failing at that. So, how can they even convince the public? You know, like, they use slang that we're trying to get, ar- get away from, like pot and dope and things like that. They're just... You can just tell, like, they're still very stuck in the stigma themselves, and that's the safe zone. Unfortunately, the stigma is their safe home right now. Mm. And it's really interesting, too. Well,
0: that's all they know.
1: Yeah, but it's really interesting, too, the paradox that we see where there's this increase in cannabis shows on Netflix and places like that, while well, meanwhile, YouTube even bans the very discussion of cannabis. We've seen channels like Greenflower Media get taken down, where there's no cannabis consumption, there's no live products ever on the show. They're just talking about the science of it, or how to consume safely, or how to... Um, properly dose and titrate when coming to edibles so that you don't experience a bad trip. Things that will make cannabis consumption safer, not more dangerous. But, you know, even that's getting banned. So it's very strange. And that um, that disconnect alone just proves that we're not ready for it in modern media. As much as I want it to be, I am the first one to want it to be. But realistically, I have to break my own heart with this one. We just aren't.
0: Do you think it's is it society that's not ready for it or is it just m- the media companies that are not ready for it
1: i think it's both okay. absolutely i think that or you know sorry i was a little hasty with that answer that's okay i think that media companies um they don't really care so much about like i truly believe in cannabis they care more about oh we hear that this is what's booming right now we got to get in on this. And I mean, it's not evil at its core because that's what they do. I mean, whatever's trendy, they got to make a movie about it. Whatever's cool, they got to make a movie or a documentary or something. So right now cannabis is huge, so there's going to be a lot of cannabis content. That's understandable. Um however, you can see in the content that they create that they know cuz you know, it's massive. They got to know their audience. They got to judge their audience and they know that the audience isn't ready and it reflects in the content, and overall it just defeats the purpose from a cannabis industry point of view.
0: Do we, perhaps, how, okay, one solution I think Mm. could help is by selecting the right consultants, cannabis consultants. Yes, thank you. Is that a, is how, I want to know, are the cannabis consultants doing their jobs
1: hell no okay if there are a cannabis consultants for this show they're doing very poor jobs people posing as cannabis consultants on their show really don't know what they're talking about you can tell that they're practically well, not reading just... word for word off of a leafly page it's crazy <sighs> and it's so incredibly disrespectful it's such a f- freaking slap in the face to the real professionals and experts in this field and i don't consider myself one I don't think I'm qualified enough for it, so I'm not trying to say that, but there's so many amazing experts who know so much about cannabis, and I'm not saying these shows have to talk terps all the time, but, like, at least get the very minimum basics right, please. Okay, so... Like, uh, don't bring actors in posing as cannabis experts.
0: Okay, here's some input. Sure, please. That I just thought of. Please. So, (laughs) back in the day, I think that... When when Pineapple Express came out, uh-huh. I think that was a really awesome portrayal of modern day black market cannabis. Where oh, yeah. there was one scene where one guy, where the the the, the drug lord, the main villain of the movie, was smelling all of all of these pounds. He opened up a bag of weed and there's a pound, and he smell it, and then he would go, that one is fire OG. Mm-hmm. This one is Pineapple Express. Right now. To me, that was a accurate reflection on the black market. Yeah. And a recreational market didn't exist back then. Now that a recreational market does exist, do you think that... Well, I guess I already know the answer to your question. <laughs> but okay, here's a better question. Okay. How can the media portray the recreational market as well as they did back in Pineapple Express days.
1: I mean, this is a hard one to answer, because I kind of just want to say common sense. <laughs> but, like, do your research. Like, have these people even stepped into a dispensary before, because it really doesn't look like it from how you set it up on TV? Like, what is, sorry, what is with that security stand? Uh-huh. Excuse me? Disjointed. No. No, disjointed. No. <laughs> sorry. That's not a dispensary.
0: Well, I find it kind of funny that disjointed, <laughs> the. it kind of came out, I was actually a little weary about it because it came out before California was technically recreational. That's right. Like, California... They passed
1: a law, but it was not implemented yet, so... And if I'm not
0: mistaken, they film in a real dispensary.
1: Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, that's right, but it's just so, like, it's just so unrealistic in terms of compliances and laws, and if we're going to be a recreational market, and you want to reflect on TV, do your due diligence. I mean, just, just... I mean, you don't have to list the compliances, but kind of reflect them in it. Because there are a lot of compliances, and if people think that they can be walking into stores, taking pictures of everything, including the products and things like that.
0: Or, or just lighting up a joint. Or
1: lighting up a joint in a dispensary, like, oh my gosh, like, I'm freaking out just thinking of that, <coughs> to be completely honest, as a bud So,
0: yeah, <laughs> yes, now...
1: And I'm... it makes our jobs hard, it is disappointing, and it's embarrassing for the customers. I mean, when you're... Uh, when you're out of line, especially accidentally in a situation, that's embarrassing. And personally, I would get defensive. Like, you know, like, sorry. Like, these. Sh- what do you expect me to think? Like, these shows are uh, trying to make it look and seem realistic. Yes, we know it's a fictional plot line, but the fact that they're... You can tell they're trying to make it look as if it was, like, realistically possible in this day and age. Like, that's the point. That's the money they're trying to make. Well, I find it
0: funny that the actor who plays the Green Arrow... I'm sure he and he takes arch or no the actor who plays Robin Hood took a lot of archery classes because he wanted to give his role life. And I think that as a storyteller in the if you are in the media and you are portraying a story set in the cannabis industry, you owe it to yourself as a good great storyteller mm-hmm. to portray that accurately.
1: Right. And then kind of lastly, I do want to touch on, we've seen what doesn't work, so what's working best? Right now, I would kind of say, I mean, we definitely have our flaws, it's a love-hate relationship, but Instagram. And yeah, it's not perfect, it's still deleting people, it still needs to be worked on, but I do see it being worked on. And I do think that that is, despite the savagery that is this cannabis industry right now, because let's be real... Um, Instagram does have some guidelines and, um, like automations in place that in theory are very intelligent. Like, for example, something like if a page gets more than, uh, seven reports Mm -hmm. within an hour, they'll automatically take down the page without reviewing it first. Just because, yeah, that's really sketchy. Now, unfortunately, that leaves, um potential for pettiness and immaturity, and, you know, so it gets to the point where, like, what, you only need seven friends to shut down a page, or you only need to make seven accounts? Like, you're really petty, but, um, and I hope none of you fall to those, uh, levels, but it's really sad because it creates savagery. However, despite that, um, I think they are trying. It's getting better. However, let's talk about Cannabis, social media, the people creating the content, not just the platform. I think we're still proving that we're not ready. And we need to be ready. We should be ready. I mean, come on. We're the ones who well, want this.
0: How? What makes you say that we're not ready?
1: The fact that it's still incredibly sex-oriented. I mean, guys, that was an 80s method of advertising. Why are we still trying and, might I add, failing to use outdated methods? It's 20 freaking 19. We have... So way more modern technology and methods and algorithms to create better content, more fitting to uh, the advertising market. So yeah, sure. Sex sells, but when you need to rely on it, and I do use the word need to sell your product, all it shows is that your product is fully incapable of speaking for itself. We've talked about this, but we're a new and progressive industry. We have the potential of setting a precedent, setting the bar, and we're not doing that. And we could. Why are we not? Like, really? I'm just, it's confusing. It's weird. Um, so, yeah, you can put something that's sexy, absolutely. But when you're really strictly using sex to sell, like, I swear, especially lately, I'll be scrolling through Instagram, I'll see brands advertising products, except I'll be looking for a solid few minutes, and that's a lot of time to spend on one photo on Instagram. I can't find the cannabis product for the life of me. I see a lot of butt. I see a lot of boob. I can't find the cannabis product. And eventually I give up. Or, oh, is that what she's holding in her hand? And then I, like, zoom in and, oh, no, at that point it's too pixelated to tell. Um, that might also be her phone. So is, is there cannabis in this photo? Um, your guess is as good as mine. <laughs> and the caption doesn't say anything either. So, like, what? Why? So Is a- that really working for you? that's kind of sad like sorry to be so rude this is like very pokey right now but it's just we could do so much better there's so many great ideas there's so much great potential we've been waiting for this moment literally years generations of people have been working so hard have spent jail time so that we can have opportunities like this why aren't we taking them guys
0: yeah it's a little silly you know I mean, I
1: know people didn't spend jail time strictly so that we can post about weed on social media, but, It has you know, led up to this. It's led up to that. We now have the opportunity to begin uh, venturing out into the advertising world in terms of cannabis brands, and that's super exciting. Why butcher it? Why shoot ourselves in the foot when we have the biggest advantage of all industries right now? Yes, we have the hoops. We have to jump through the compliances. We have to deal with, but despite all that, that if anything, forces us to get even more creative. So let's think outside of the box. Let's use what we have as, you know, let's use it to our advantage.
0: So as a cannabis social media influencer, uh, what would you like to see from the platform change? As far as, you know... How cannabis um, is presented. Or or how Instagram deals with cannabis.
1: Respect it. Respect the plant. Um, yes, it's fun to use recreationally. But be mindful about how you're portraying it. I'm not saying hide shit, but... Well that's You a- know, if we need to stray from the stigma, we need to set a good example. So, there's so much good about the plant. Let's show that off. Let's show what sets products apart from others what makes your product the golden standard you know like it just Mm -hmm. or just in general like you guys if you're in the industry if you're in the community if you're listening to this you are passionate about cannabis in fact more than I think the average and that's amazing and that alone you can show that off just like do it from the heart (laughs) you know I don't know Thank you. And anyone can do that. Like I hear guys saying like, yeah, I'd love to post like cannabis on social media, but I don't have double D's. Like Uh, I hear that so often. It's like, are you serious? Like, um, a lot of people don't, but like you post what you love, post what you love about it. mm -hmm. Even if two people see you're changing the minds of two people, you're destigmatizing two people. My initial goal with You know, cannabis content was to normalize it, to destigmatize it, to open the conversation (coughs) about it, allow people to talk to us about it, ask their (coughs) questions, see that it's not a harmful thing, that we're contributing productive members of society. So let's do that. Great idea. Awesome. All right. Well...
0: Well, thank you, That's
1: kind of all I have to say about it. (laughs) I just really hope we move forward, show off that love, that education, that knowledge. I mean, it's mind-blowing how much cannabis can bring to the table, how many lives it changes. And I love seeing content like that. Like, uh, I forgot that one page, but they post the people with uh, those, like, whiteboards that says cannabis has changed my life or something like that. And it says, like, how cannabis has helped you. And it's amazing. And, like, show that. Show your success story. Show. Anyway. going in circles, but thank you so much, guys, um, for tuning in. I know this was a little intense.
0: (laughs) Hope you guys had a great time listening to the podcast. I know we had a great time making this podcast. We
1: did. This hits close to home. It's something that has potential to go so far, and we can't wait to see it go so far. We're only saying all this because we care. We see what could be done better, and that's all we want. All we want is progressive forward motion, and you guys have so much say in that.
0: Yeah cuz and this is the time to say it.
1: Absolutely. So thanks again for tuning in. It's been a pleasure as always. We'll catch you next time and until then, as always, stay elevated. Bye try.